0: From a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars Animation Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Star Wars Resistance episode Rendezvous Point. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky.
0: Hey, what's going on, Mike? Good to be back. Talking some, uh, uh, I guess, uh, Rendezvous Point. We're talking Rendezvous Point this week, and it's funny that we... uh, I, I forget sometimes, uh, people behind the curtains real quick uh, yeah. that are listening to this. Mike does so many podcasts that sometimes we have to do the intro a couple of times because uh, when you do that many podcasts, you just sometimes forget the intro. And uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of <laughs> a funny behind-the-scenes moment there a minute ago. But, uh, hey, we're back, man. Uh, episode This is the eighth episode already of um, of The Resistance, right? I think we're on eight, episode eight now. Yep. so. Uh, rolling right along, and uh, you know, with Mandalorian going full steam, and you know, round uh, r- uh, rebels, uh, yeah. resistance almost halfway through. Man, it's it's charging along, and uh, it's been good. This was a pretty good episode for me. I kind of enjoyed this one as well. We'll get to it in a minute. Did but, you? Uh, what, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, there's some things that there's always things in this that you're just like, oh, okay, sure. you know, it just kind of. But overall, I think it was pretty good. Um, before we get into that, though, Mike, uh, news. What are we going to do about news this week?
1: Yeah, well, I, I guess the only thing to really talk about is that, uh, is that little 30-second clip that we got. Um, there's a brief story along with this about how uh, the script for Rise of Skywalker leaked. Because um, <laughs> one of the actors who J.J. J. Abrams refused to name. But look... I'm going to go with John Boyega. That's my I think guess. that's
0: the consensus, right? That's my yeah. guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um
1: <laughs> left it under their bed in their hotel.
0: Yeah.
1: And um uh, and a cleaner found it and decided to take it and put it on eBay. Um and uh thankfully Disney was able to buy that back before um before it actually got out there um, or they bought it back or they, they shut it down some, somehow or another, they, they stopped it from getting out there. So um, thank goodness for that. Right. But I, uh, yeah. uh, cause man, it, that is not the way that I want to learn what happens no. in this movie. Um, and no, it would have yeah. been unavoidable, but um, yeah. yeah, other than that, there's just the little sort of 32nd clip uh, in it. If you haven't already seen it, um it's just uh finn Poe, ray uh 3po bb8 is r2 with them
0: i don't remember i don't think so but i could maybe, be maybe I, I think it's bb8 i think it's just bb8 yeah and 3po yeah.
1: i yeah yeah r2 yeah. must be with them because he's in so many of the other shots with with the rest of them but um yeah and they're just they're they're taking off on those speeders on pasana and uh and a, and a stormtrooper is like oh there's the fugitives they're they're fleeing or whatever and uh and then we get the introduction of the tread bike uh yes. I, I or tread speeder or whatever they're calling them officially but i call them a tread bike um and, uh, and we see the jet troopers launch off of them and then there's a funny little back and forth between uh, uh, the the trio and, and 3po of like they what they can fly yeah they fly now and uh, it's right. it's it's good stuff it's good Star Wars stuff um, of course because it's good Star Wars stuff the internet can't be far behind with complaints uh, yeah. gripes grievances and uh, Uh, Yeah, I mean, like, I look, I don't know how many times I can say stuff like this before people start to realize Star Wars is pretend, and you're all a bunch of big babies. (laughs) Not everybody, obviously. I'm not saying just everybody, but I'm saying, like, everybody who's like, ah, why do they need, why they gotta have treads on these? Shouldn't they just fly? And it's like, have we... I'm sorry. Have we not already seen speeder bikes before? Mm-hmm. I've seen speeder bikes in Star Wars movies. Have you seen speeder bikes in Star Wars movies, Matt? I have. Yeah, yeah. sure, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, like, do people just want to watch Return of the Jedi again? Because mm-hmm. you can just watch Return of the Jedi. Like, it's, it's yeah. on, it's on blue. It's on Disney Plus. You can just watch yeah. Return of the Jedi and see some speeder bikes. They fly. It's actually, it's, it's pretty cool. I like it, but, uh, I don't know. I think maybe just maybe the many, uh, artists, uh, designers, prop builders, the writer, directors, uh, everybody mm-hmm. who's ever worked on star Wars when they, when they get to work on star Wars, they want to show us something we haven't seen yet.
0: Yeah. So, you novel know,
1: idea. Yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy how that works. Hey, so um, <laughs> so what do we get? We get these these bikes that are like they're kind of hover in the back and tread in the front. And honestly, pro- like I've said this, I said this, I think a, a couple of weeks ago, like they are my favorite design from the sequel era so far, because to me, everything else we've seen has been a riff on something else. Mm-hmm. that we've already seen, right? Whether it's um <clears throat> the the X-wings are just souped up X-wings, right? The 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 A-wings they didn't even really change. I it's, I I couldn't tell you the difference between a resistance A-wing and a rebel A-wing, right? Um right. I guess the star fortresses were new. The bombers, those were new. Yeah. But uh, the star, the star destroyers are just bigger star destroyers, different looking star destroyers, right? Like everything just feels kind of like, like appropriately, like they're just, like it's like oh these are just like new versions of these other things, and then here come these tread bikes and it's like oh cool, this is something we've not seen, other than the fact that we've seen speeder bikes, um, <clears throat> we've seen all sorts of speeder bikes. Uh like I really like the speeder bike that we saw in Solo the the patrol speeder that the that the the highway cop mm. stormtrooper was driving. That was right. cool, but it was just like to me that was almost like a riff on Ray's speeder, right? Which is its own riff on on other speeders and it's like cuz Ray's speeder is kind of like if you took Luke's speeder and turned it on its side and rode it like a motorcycle instead, right? Mm. Um but but these tread bikes, to me, it's like they're completely new. And, and I thought that just going like, wow, look at these tread bikes. So cool, right? Like, look at the action figure. Look at the – I got the Lego set, right? Um, but now we see them in action and we see them like basically – basically they're just like these giant springboards on treads that like shoot the jet troopers into the air. And then the jet troopers fly from there. And like, come on, that's rad.
0: That's just,
1: it's just such a cool visual. It's so Star Wars. Um, I watch it and not only do I enjoy the heck out of it, I look at it and go like, how did they do that? Are those (laughs) CG? Was that a practical effect? If that's a practical effect, how did they do that practical effect? Because then they basically have to build... The tread bike like i don't know i like i yeah and that's when i'm watching star wars that's what i want because sure, i yeah. like sure. i'm never gonna watch a star wars movie and go oh cool that's all real no it's all it's so much of it is fake it's either cg or it's a or it's an mm-hmm. effect or um like a practical effect or 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 a prop or a model or a miniature or whatever right like that's kind of the whole thing with it being sci-fi fantasy uh so i just i really just i just can't fathom why people have a problem with this in the first place i don't know maybe people people can hear it in my voice the frustration that i'm feeling that (laughs) that the internet wants to just i don't know and maybe we're just feeding into it maybe it's like three guys that are that are
0: quote upset about it Right. you know what it is too is i think a lot of it, it could be a small percentage but i think a lot of times um there's people on there that that defend it and it brings up all these posts about this negative and and who knows like amount of negativity i know i saw it as well on the line. just everybody's complaining about you know why poe said they they fly when he already knew it in the comic book or something like that and they were complaining about like you said about the bikes and and when I saw that clip for the first time, Mike, I was just like, I, I really enjoyed it. It, it, it. Apparently, this happens really early on in the movie. They showed this, uh, you know, uh, JJ was on, I think, Good Morning America or something like that, brought a clip and said, here, here's a clip. And the same thing, like you're saying, like, in every Star Wars movie, like, when we went from Star Wars to Empire Strikes Back, what do we get? We got a bunch of crazy cool new vehicles, AT-ATs and Snowspeeders. And then when you get there to Return of the Jedi, more. And then within prequel trilogy, you got introduced to new stuff. So each movie, you kind of want to see. Like, like the First Order, like, and the Empire, they, you know, in the, in Star Wars, they, they had a battle, and then now we're on a different planet, different surface. You have different vehicles. Like, it just seems like that's... The, that's the purpose, I mean, that's the reason they do this, is like, the First Order is has vehicles for different trains, different planets, so of course you're going to have new vehicles, I don't know why people are, and then to complain about, like, it's, whatever it is, it's like, oh my gosh, I like, just enjoy the dang thing, I don't know why we have to break it down so much, like you said, you start to get frustrated, like, oh my gosh, it's yeah. just, it was a great clip, it's, it's a fun clip, and I enjoyed the comedy, it brought me back to like, some of the stuff that Pin and Fo, uh, Pin, Finn and Poe Uh, did in the force awakens it kind of brought back that that camaraderie and that those exchanges and the the comedy i just so the whole thing really worked for me so i um,
1: look i'm i'm down to analyze the crap out of this 30 seconds right that's Mm -hmm. not that's not my problem like let's scrutinize every little thing about it but let's scrutinize it because we're going like i'm so excited for this movie i can't wait for this movie what's going on in this clip right yeah like, oh, yeah. this is early on in the movie. So this that that um that lends itself towards I think what I was saying last week. I don't know if it was on this podcast or the other one. <laughs> we're doing yeah. too many podcasts. Um <laughs> but I was saying like, oh, I think the Pasana stuff is like the beginning of the movie, right? Like I think I right. uh I think it might have been I think it might have been on Faster More Intense because we were talking yeah. about the the um the images that were released and the one of Finn Poe and Chewbacca on the Falcon um, with, with Poe flying the Falcon um, right. and the idea of like, yeah. So like, I like I'll reiterate what I said on that show, although you should go listen to it. Um, if you haven't already, I essentially uh, I think that shot is of them. They're coming back from whatever mission they were out on. They arrive on, on, I think it's Yavin 4, um, but whatever that jungle planet is, um, when they do, Ray senses that they're coming back and she's in the jungle training. She runs back to the base um, and meets them there, and that's that shot that we've seen a couple times now of them all kind of gathered at the foot of the Falcon, and then they go and they get their mission, whatever their mission is, from Leia, yeah. and that's when we see the... the the force awakens footage from, from Carrie Fisher, uh, and they get their mission and they're sent on their mission. And, and the first part of that mission takes them to Pasana. Um, and that's in the clip that we've seen in the trailer, one of the trailers of them walking up to Pasana and, and sort of like, like on that overlook, um, is them kind of, uh, uh, Getting there to to figure out whatever it is they have to figure out, and then the first order's obviously on their tail, and I think that that whole sequence is going to, because um, the 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 little spot that we got last week showed us the knights of Ren. Uh, what and it looked like they were on Pasana as well, because it looked like they were on a desert planet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I think that that I think that that will culminate in the fight with with the Knights of Ren um and possibly even Kylo Ren in that mm. in that tie fighter and that clip that we saw from the very first trailer. Oh
0: right? uh, yeah. Right. That's
1: right. So mm-hmm. um and then from there it'll take us to to whatever the next the next part of the adventure is and, and it's so hard to to kind of pin down. But I think that this is like the, this is like the, the Jabba's palace part of the movie where it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, like they're they They've got like one part of the, of a mission. And then this is what's actually going to lead to the rest of the story. Um, it's not, it is not the story. Um, and it might actually be pretty quick, but, um, yeah. but in any case, yeah, like, I mean, that's what like, to me, that's what we should be talking about. That's the sort of stuff we should be talking about. Yeah. But I also always worry about that because we start getting into stuff and going like, oh, I think what happens is this happens here. And then and then this clip is later in the movie, obviously. The battle between Kylo Ren and Rey on the Death Star, uh, the submerged Death Star is like, is is it's got to be towards the end of the movie. But wait, well, the Emperor stuff must be the end end of the movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. well, it's like, what? What? Like we build all this stuff up in our heads and create expectations. And then you sit down in the movie and I'm fine with it. I can do that and then sit down in the movie and go, okay, there's where I was right. There's where I was wrong and enjoy the movie for the movie. But I feel like so many people, and, and I think I talk about this every time we're coming up to one of these movies. It's this idea of, and this, I, I, I first discovered this when we watched the force awakens, right? When that, when that was released, Almost four years ago at this point, right? Is that right? Five years, four years, 2015, it's 2019. Twenty fifteen. yeah, it's really only yeah. been f- four years. Four years is that for real? That's yeah, crazy because right? it's every other year, right? Yeah. yeah, wow, man. I it feels like longer because of how long we waited for the Force Awakens from the announcement, right? But, yeah. um, it's like a lifetime ago. I <laughs> I remember sitting in the movie and watching the movie and it didn't necessarily play out the way that I thought it was going to. And this is sure. something that also happened with the prequels for me, but I didn't, I didn't have the perspective at the time to really put it into words or to really like even note it, like, like recognize that it was happening like retroactively. I can sort of see it, but, um, but now it's like we go into force awakens and I felt like, okay, I think I know what's going to happen in this story. And then you watch the movie and you go through it. And by the end of the movie, like Luke Skywalker hasn't shown up. Where's Luke Skywalker? (laughs) Right. Because in the third act of that movie, the whole time you're going and then Luke shows up here. No. Does Uh, Luke show up here? No. Does Luke show up here? No. Does Luke show up? And he doesn't show up till the very, very end. Right. But it's like you go into the movie and there's all this possibility and you've got these ideas in your head and you've got all of these concepts of the way that it may or may not go. And it's all sort of. Uh, like as Yoda says, always in motion is the future, right? But as the future becomes the present and turns into the past in an instant, literally, uh, it it solidifies and all of a sudden the possibility dies. It's gone, right? Mm-hmm. Like as as you see the movie... From your own experience, so from a very, like, quantum level, for, from your personal experience, your, your perspective, because obviously the movie's already been made, other people already know how it turns out, but you don't. So in your brain, there's all of this, this sort of, uh, uh, l- like, atmospheric, uh, gaseous possibility floating around you. And as as you watch the movie, that solidifies into one form, and all of those other uh, story points that may or may not happen, they don't now. They don't happen, right? So that's mm-hmm. that is inherently like a negative experience if you let it be. Like if you if you if you hold on to that stuff, you just kind of have to let go of what you bring in there with you, and let the movie be what it's going to be, and. For me, that's almost like that. That is the experience of going to a Star Wars movie now. That is the experience of the Mandalorian. That's the experience of, that it'll be for for Kenobi, right? Like yeah. um, even the experience for Galaxy's Edge. I've seen so much of Galaxy's Edge in pictures from friends and promotional videos, but until we step foot into Galaxy's Edge, it's I don't know. Is it, is it really that big or is it going to feel small or like, what's the sound going to be like? What's the atmosphere? I've heard all these stories from people, but I haven't experienced it. And when I do, it'll change it. All of a sudden it'll be a specific thing. Right. Um, And sometimes when it's the, when that's for the better, then that's great. But, but when Luke Skywalker doesn't walk out with a laser sword and face down the whole first order himself, some people get real bent out of shape about that sort of thing and then they carry those negative feelings from one movie into the next movie into the next movie into the next movie and 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 it just kind of compounds on itself right and so that that negativity just feeds into that negativity so I just want to like again put that out there for people so that they can I always find if you can kind of name a feeling, then you can, then you can uh, move past it, get over it, right? right? And and there is a grief in there. There's a grief of like, I thought the movie was gonna go this way, and then it went this way, and it's very different from what I thought, right? Yeah. Um, and it's totally fine in retrospect, but in the moment, sometimes it can be heartbreaking, especially if you're really tied to a character and then that character isn't what you hoped or thought he was going to be. Um, and I, like I go back to Luke Skywalker cause I really think that that's the, the best analogy for it. I can already hear certain voices complaining about princess Leia in this final movie. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think that Carrie Fisher's brother did not do any service to the film by coming out and saying that, oh, yeah, I I know what was going to happen with Princess Leia in this movie. She was going to have her own lightsaber and she was going to be a Jedi and it was going to be blah, blah. And like, look, maybe that's what Colin Trevorrow was going to do. But he got fired for a reason. Sorry, he stepped down. I uh, they remove he was removed from the process of making that film for a reason um and if that's the direction they were going I could see that that would be one of the reasons why that would be ridiculous with everything that we know from Leia from the five mm-hmm. movies that that we've seen her in right? right um she went a different path and that's fine I uh, to all of a sudden do an about face and for us to come back a year and a half later, two years later, whatever. And, and Leia is wielding a lightsaber and, and the main character of the final movie, which should be about the new cast, that would have been very absurd. And that certainly never would have happened with JJ J. Abrams had Carrie Fisher, um, uh, uh lived to film this movie. Um, I do think that she would have had a much larger role than what, what she's going to have, but it is what it is. Right. And it's like, I think that you and I can have that conversation and rationalize that very easily of like, well, it's going to be what it's going to be. They're going to use, I think it's something like 11 minutes of footage or something like that. Um, Right. And she's going to be there and she's going to be part of the story, but then she won't be anymore. And, that it sucks it like that i think that's a place where we all have a very legitimate reason to feel heartbroken but i don't think that we should let it sour our experience of the movie right mm. um yeah. i certainly don't think that's what carrie fisher would want right um i think she wants people to go
0: into this and enjoy it um well, we but... saw her character kind of take a take a you know a turn in, in the last journey when she, she kind of said poe hey, you're in charge now and so
1: and that's know, we'll just it yeah like the the if you pay attention to this this the sequels it's very clear what the original trilogy characters are set up to do um han shows up and he passes on the falcon to ray Luke shows up and I mean like it's on un- it's unfortunate that Finn doesn't get a fair shake in all of this but but let me finish. I yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Luke shows up and passes on the legacy of the Jedi to Rey. I uh, Leia is obviously preparing to pass on the legacy of the rebellion and the resistance to Poe. And that was very clear. That's what the last Jedi was about from Poe's perspective, from from his storyline, right? Um Yeah. Resistance Reborn does a really great job of of finishing that story in a way that, that the movie doesn't get the opportunity to, but also shouldn't. I mean, like, it, like, the movie does, I think, it puts it in a perfect place. And just like the original trilogy, we go away and we come back. And when we come back, Luke has gone from Red 5 to now he's Commander Skywalker, right? He's the head of Rogue Squadron until he disappears off to Dagobah. Um, mm-hmm. And then... We do all that, and then when we come back and Han Solo is released from the Carbonite and we and we meet up with him after Luke goes to Dagobah and comes, meets up with the, the, the fleet, we discover Han Solo is now a general because time has passed. Things have happened, right? He's not Captain Solo like he was in, in Empire Strikes Back. Stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Not everything needs to happen on screen in order for it to be valid. Yeah. Um, and so yeah like we'll come back and and i'm really curious to see what what his rank is um in in what Poe's rank is in the resistance Mm -hmm. because yeah i think that he should be a general at this point like like that's that's to me kind of like uh uh where he sits but uh now that everybody's dead and they're rebuilding the resistance um but uh but i don't know we'll see right I...
0: Yeah. I think, you know, you you mentioned about expectations. You were kind of talking about that. I did this. I was guilty of the same thing. You know, I go into the Force Awakens kind of open, but, you know, you're just waiting for that, that Luke moment to happen because in your mind, in my mind, I'm building up this, like, you know, I can't wait for Master Luke to come back. So I think going into um, the Rise of Skywalker is, for myself, it's just trying to not it just it's just hard not to go in with your own kind of preconceived story elements where you, where you where you want to see happen but i've been i think i've been pretty good about this one about kind of keeping up with, because what they've done with these trailers and these little spots is just like i said it before it's like i still have no idea um where this thing is going mm-hmm. and i think that's the best part of it just to to go in and not know what's going on so like i said these new these new spots we keep seeing, you know, they, they pop up here and there, which just maybe a scene or two extra, um, uh, but n- giving away nothing. Um, and it, it's just like, uh, I'm super excited, man. I, this, I'm really excited for this one. I can't wait to see what JJ does. Like I said before. And, 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 uh, we also found out, well, actually also with that TV spot that we got the, a couple of days ago, Mike, you, we also got that little two and a half minute, um, uh, I guess you want to see it encompassing the whole saga, yeah. little you know behind the scenes. I, I know you love that thing too, right?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, they really, uh, I,
1: I, I just kind of nailed the feeling, right?
0: Yeah, no, it was. It was it, they, they it seems that anytime they do that kind of thing, it's just like, oh man, it's just like, man, it is so cool to see that. It just. So many memories brought back, and just seeing everybody, how it just—it's really cool to see those behind-the-scenes things. And I guess we also found out. I guess the last thing before we hit the hit the episode recap here is, um, it turns out the uh, it looks like the uh, runtime is dropped just a a little bit, down to like, I think two hours and twenty-one minutes. Everybody's reporting two hours and thirty-five minutes. It's yeah. um, it's been cut down. JJ kind of confirmed that. So uh, it's just the only other kind of news item that came out besides the lost script and all this other stuff that was kind of interesting stories yeah that was the other thing to come out so um i don't really care about run times that much but um it's going to be as long as it needs to be right yeah exactly so um but yeah i don't know anything i guess there's really nothing else going on in news right i mean we're just like right like i said right in the middle of almost the mandalorian now going strong and and resistance going strong half almost halfway through that so anything Mm -hmm. else mike
1: no, I think that's it. Let's- let's jump into the recap.
0: Calculate the jump, Chop.
1: How is my boyfriend doing?
0: Maybe I can help you. I am Boba Fett. What
1: was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there! Don't think about it. be Ahsoka! bad. Hand it over, Ewok! No! (laughs) So you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not
0: attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome! Now it's time for The Rebel Cells. (laughs) Episode Recap Right, let's do it. Uh, yeah, like I said earlier, this is an uh, episode number eight rendezvous point uh, Directed by Bosco Ng and written by Jennifer Corbett of which I believe uh, Jennifer Corbett is new to the uh, To the writing of this particular series. I believe this is his first her first episode uh, But we start off Mike the aces clash with the first order captain Doza holds out as long as he can waiting for her quote unquote her, but finally calls the fighters back to the Colossus and makes the jump to light speed. Soon thereafter, a Resistance X-Wing appears only to be caught in a Star Destroyer's tractor beam. Taken aboard, the pilot refuses to give her name or answer any questions. So Mike, we open up right in the middle of this crazy action, right? It's just pretty cool uh, opening, you know, always love space battles. You got the Aces. Cast is with Hype and Torah's also out there, um, and they're obviously outmanned by the First Order here. So you got a Star Destroyer, you got lots of ties just converging all around, and the Colossus is also in the mix, and even Yeager says that they're running out of time. Uh, but, but here's the interesting, you know, obviously the the interesting part of this is Doz is waiting for someone, he's like, okay, what's going on? Who's it? And, and he even says, where is she? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like, okay, what are we talking about here? And then the Colossus shields are, you know, they're getting close to about five percent, and they can't wait any longer, so they got to jump to light speed. And just as they jump to light speed, in comes the X-wing, Mike, and gets caught in this tractor beam. Yeah, uh, a modified T sixty-five. I believe this is the one of the original ones, not one of the newer ones. Yeah. Um, and we get uh, ultimately we find out, Mike, that it is uh, this lady named. Uh, Vanessa or Vanessa, I think Vanessa Vanessa, yeah I
1: Vanessa. so i don't I don't uh, really I don't recall anybody actually saying her name out loud in the episode, do you? Uh,
0: do they I think she does I think I think Vanessa says her name maybe
1: once maybe. yeah, yeah um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting setup for the episode. um I think it uh, <laughs> there's a there's a reveal in this episode. Um, and for me, the whole thing revolves around the reveal mm. and like, Oh, this, her identity is so important. It's so important. so important. Um, I clocked it pretty quick into the episode. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it was a lot of like, just kind of sitting around waiting for them to figure it out. There's some good stuff in here with Tam, but I don't know personally, yeah. like you said, you enjoyed the episode a lot. Um, Personally, I I found it to be just a little bit meandering, um, and it doesn't uh, doesn't move the plot forward at all. And Mm. and that I don't know, like I just I really feel like we're eight episodes into the season, and I really want to know what's going to happen. Like what's like not what's going to happen, but like where are we going, Mm -hmm. right? Are we building towards a confrontation of some sort or are we just going to, is it just going to be a whole season of one-off episodes that don't really, it's just, oh, now we got to go find this thing. Oh, now we got to go do this. Oh, now we got to meet up with this person. Right. And it's like, there's good character stuff in here, but like, I just, I don't know. I just really want, I really want us to, to. I want them to like discover that the first order is up to something and they've got to now stop the first order, right? Like think of clone wars is too easy because each, each arc in clone wars is a mission. So it's like, it's so easy to just go like, well, this is the mission. Um, mm-hmm. so the story, and it's like the overall thing is like, well, we've got to stop the separatists and Palpatine is pulling the strings. Right. So, so with clone wars, it's really easy to always kind of know where the thread is and, and, uh, and, and follow that. With rebels, um, it needs to be established a little bit more. And in season one, it's like, oh, the Empire is building something, we don't know what they're building, mm-hmm. and it's actually a little bit of a red herring because we, we follow it, follow it, follow it, and we think it's going to be about the Death Star, and it ends up being about the TIE defenders, right? Um, that's what they're building on, that's what they need Lothal for. So we're like, we're building towards that, all the while the Inquisitor. Is hunting down Canaan and Ezra. In season two, now we've got Ahsoka is there to guide them, but Vader is hot on their heels, right? And we got to figure right. out we got to figure out what's going on, what's what's the Empire up to in the wider galaxy, and we start putting that together, and that all builds towards the finale of that with 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 the Holocron and and all of that stuff, right? So season two has a very clear like, oh, this is where it's going yeah um yeah. season three is uh is about the base right they got they got to find a rebel base and then by the end of the season three the rebel base gets destroyed and then season mm. four is now like with the rebel alliance needs to come together and we need to free Lothal, all right and like like they all like it all kind of actually no i get when when does kanan get blinded is that the end of season three
0: uh, yes yeah, it's because I want to say he goes a whole season being, being blind. So I want to say sometime in season three, I, I, if I remember correctly,
1: does Vader, they don't have their confrontation with Vader until the end of season three, no, um, season two. No, that's the end of season two. Well, that's when he gets blinded. So he's yeah, blinded for mom. all of, yeah. Um, yeah yeah, no, I think I was right the first time. Yeah. I, yeah, obviously I need to continue with my. Disney Plus uh, rewatch know, of right? Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> Same here. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but in any case, like there are so many, there are so many threads to follow on Star Wars Rebels. That it there's a couple episodes, obviously, and we talked about it back in the day. There's a couple of times where we, uh, where we lose the thread a little bit, and we and we hang out on on Adelon while everybody else is off having an adventure. And we uh, and, and, and it's just the droids and Zeb, right? But those episodes I find are few far few and far between. With resistance, it almost feels like every episode is one of those episodes. So there are no filler episodes in in resistance as as that was called back in the day was a filler episode. Um, because all like resistance is just all filler episodes. <laughs> from where i'm sitting right from my perspective um and that's that's maybe one of the reasons why i think some people have a hard time connecting with it but i don't know like it it
0: well i'll say this i just wanted to i just wanted
1: this to be building towards something i i I need to know that that this is going to go somewhere and that we're not wasting our time watching the show not that we're going to stop watching the show but
0: you know what i mean yeah i think that's another thing too is like like you mentioned like and this particular story with with Vanessa and who she is we'll get to that in a second like is this going to pay it off at all because if you think about it this is the second episode in a row where they've introduced a new character that could possibly come back to help this this crew but you know this like you said it's the second one in, in two weeks you know what i mean you know the relic raiders you had um, Mika Gray and now you have this one. It's like, are, are any of these characters coming back? I mean, are they going to pay off at all? You set up these, you know, somewhat interesting stories about the, her, especially Venice and her backstory with Doza. Is that going to pay off at all? And, and I don't know. It's it's like you said, are, are these just like one off? Like, oh, OK, this is what happened with the next one. So I get what you're saying there as far as overall, how is this going to? how's this going to turn out? So I, 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 get, I get what you're saying there. I got you. I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead, Mike. We yeah, I'll continue.
1: Uh, sure. In the Aces lounge, the pilots argue about recent events, and Tora grows angry at criticism of her father. Meanwhile, Tam seems to recognize the captured resistance pilot. Kaz goes to speak to Captain Doza, and Tora explains that they're trying to reach her mother, a resistance pilot. The news shocks Kaz as Captain Doza once served the Empire. Privately, Yeager explains that it was Tora's mother who convinced Doza to defect years ago. <clears throat> so we get a little bit of Doza's backstory. We actually kind of finally get a resolution yeah. to when we saw that, that uniform uh, way back in Season 1. Uh, like the That was like the middle of Season 1, I feel like. So it was like a year ago. Um, they kind of planted that seed... And it was felt like, okay, is this going to go somewhere? And it never really felt like it did. So that we kind of get a little bit of a resolution there um, Mm -hmm. with an explanation of the backstory. But
0: sure. um, Yeah. So this is
1: the kind of the reveal of like, oh, that's that uh, it's it's Vanessa Doza. Right. Uh, Right. Right. Yeah. So like like I said, like I kind of I clocked that and then it was like, okay, now can we just get to the part where she escapes? Because we know she's going to escape. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah, like, so can we just get going. to the escape and then the reunion and <laughs> we don't really kind of get to that last part but i don't know yeah i just feel like maybe the storytelling could just pick it up a little bit It could just pick up the pace a little bit sure
0: um, sure no I, I tell you yeah kaz also realizes that uh torah and captain doze's secret meetings with someone started six years ago uh the same time leia started the resistance mm-hmm. uh so they throw these little nuggets and they're about you know
1: it's
0: kind of piecing things together and putting it all back together. But, uh, uh, continue. Tam visits the prisoner asking if they have met before the resistant pilot, uh, tries to convince Tam to leave the first order and reveals that she is Vanessa Doza mother to Torah and wife to captain Doza. And she knows Tam by name. Then without warning, Vanessa's, uh, Vanessa's droid, uh, torch stuns the surprise cadet. So there it is, Mike, obviously you said it tour's mother Vanessa, the pilot for the resistance. Um, yep and she is why doza left the empire and uh so yeah like you said kind of that's the part of the story that's kind of like, kind of interests me kind of paying attention a little bit like okay I want to hear more about doza and you know why and it was her you know why he left the empire and everything and so I, I thought that was interesting uh like I said interesting but you're you're totally right though it's like it, it, it gets to the end and, and there's really not a lot of payoff, I guess. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, it's one of those, like I said, I, hopefully this, this pays off down the line. We'll see. But uh, anyway, where we at? Mike Tora.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, this is me again. Uh, Torah yeah, going yeah. against her father's orders, sneaks to her ship so that she can go see her mother. But Kaz stops her. Tor tells her friend that it's her birthday. The one day she could count on seeing her mother. So we'll get a little bit of, 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 more of the background. It's like, I, I obviously, um, uh, Vanessa left to join, to, to rejoin the resistance to, to follow, uh, Leia, um, mm-hmm. and left her daughter and, and her husband behind. Um, Uh, But she always manages to see Tora on her birthday. So um, I don't know. I mean, like, like up until this point, I I think that we were meant to assume that that um, that Tora's mother was probably dead, um, if not like uh, like left them. right? Right. And now we discover like, oh, she did leave them. But like Tora is fully aware, which I think is refreshing. There's not like a reveal here of something you know like a oh you've been keeping that from me sort of thing it's like no no no, she knows um mm-hmm. and she actually like kind of she supports it more or less um yeah like it, right. it's a it's a it, it, it it's everybody understands that that it's about the greater good but mm-hmm. um yeah i guess yeah. this
0: takes place on her birthday too i guess towards- yeah. I, i'm guessing 16th birthday something like that i'm not exactly sure how old she is but somewhere around there but anyway um uh, uh let me continue right yeah yeah go ahead uh on the star story vanessa and her droid walk tam through the corridors but are spotted by jace rucklin soon the alarm sounds but vanessa manages to reach the hangar torch true to his name creates a fiery diversion while chaos ensues, Vanessa pauses to speak with Tam once more, telling her that eager probably misses her. He thinks of her as a daughter. So uh, you get the standoff between Tam and um, you know Vanessa, and Jace comes in and he's like, "Hey, I'm you know I'm gonna shoot you," and she's like, "All right, you're gonna have to shoot through, uh, <laughs> through Tam to get to me." So that kind of so so Vanessa's kind of calling out Jace, see how you know dedicated he is, and he. I guess they kind of show a little bit that even Jace is not fully uh, indoctrinated into the first yeah. order way of life, so they're trying to throw that in there, especially and and Tam too. Obviously, in this episode, she uh, showcases some things that she still she wants to right. Like she even calls herself by her her uh, call sign, and but she still can't. Still in the deep in that noggin, Mike, she's still thinking about things and and. Um, obviously I think that particular portion of this story is going to play out here I thought it was going to happen this episode I'm like oh my gosh they're taking they're going to just taking Tam back and they're going to have this con, this this you know get together with with Tam coming back to the, to the resistance again but it didn't happen but it's obviously coming but I think they're uh probably going to wait for the end of the uh, series to do something like that so we'll see but uh any, i don't know any thoughts uh, on uh, jace mike and his taking over trying to take over i think that
1: what we're gonna see with jace is um uh he's gonna be used uh, as an example of what the indoctrination does um mm. uh the the conditioning so um that's his purpose in the story and i think we'll probably see that sooner rather than later Um, as, as, uh, uh, agent Tierney starts to realize that these two are not necessarily under control. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I think that, that Tierney will use it essentially as a way to, to keep Tam in line, um, Mm -hmm. as a threat more or less. Uh, so yeah, I think that's what they're setting up here. Is that yeah, is that right. yeah he is still he's a jerk but he's not evil right I mean mm-hmm. like both both right. Brooklyn and and Tam have have joined with the First Order out of a sense of of altruism they both think that they're doing the right thing um, they don't think that they're on the side of the bad guys
0: right yeah and they do they do a good job of they in This episode as well, Tam kind of spouts some things about you know wanting to do the right thing, and the first order is trying to keep the you know, she says something about you know keeping the galaxy safe, not safe, but it, she does mention that you know the first she thinks the first order is doing the right thing, so they yeah. keep instilling that in her. Um, is it uh, is it my turn or your turn? I lost track already.
1: No, this, I, I, uh. Did you read through this? Part? yeah, this part of the through the corridors. Yeah, Jace Ruckland Yeah, Uh yeah. conflicted. Tam tells Vanessa to go. Don't forget who you are, Tam. Vanessa says before running before stunning the cadet once more. Torch commandeers a Tie fighter, giving Vanessa a chance to hop into the cockpilot of her X-wing. Taking heavy fire, the droid ejects from his ship before it explodes. And Vanessa zooms out of the hangar, collecting Torch and making the jump to light lightspeed. Um, so yeah, she she gets away. Thank goodness. Yeah, um, wow, you didn't see that coming, did you? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: Although it was, I think it was, it was kind of, I don't know, for for this series, it was pretty cool to see um, Torch kind of do his thing and kind of be the I, yeah. I definitely enjoyed
1: it. Like I liked the action yeah. that was in this episode. Um yeah. I it's not that it's a bad episode. I'm just like, when are we gonna get to the point
0: of all of this? Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear Uh Agent Tierney finds Tam and asks if the pilot revealed anything about her identity. When Tam says that she did not, Tyranny reminds her that the first order has eyes everywhere and they will find the truth uh, find out the truth soon enough. So, like we said, Tam, uh she obviously knows. Uh, because she tells you know uh venice tells tam who she is and what's going yeah. on so tam is hasn't fully you know gone to the dark side quote unquote yet so um there's obviously still hope for her but uh yeah um let's finish it out mike uh,
1: yeah uh back on the colossus the aces surprise torah with a gorg cake for her birthday the gorg however escapes Captain Dozer retreats to his quarters, playing an old recording of himself and his wife when Tora enters and offers comfort. Though they miss her, she says they still have each other. So, yeah, I mean, like, I think that we'll get the family reunion at some point in this season. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was uh, the
0: one that we have seen in. Oh, sorry. We, we, you, you're thinking, oh, we're gonna finally get, we're gonna get a reunion, but now they kind of go the opposite, and they still can't reunite. But they point out that Vanessa's still out there um, fighting for the resistance at this point, um, and you know Doza and Tork kind of have to let her do her thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know if is this gonna pay off like we said earlier. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we got, geez, what are we at eight? We only got, what, roughly 10 episodes left or something like that, 10, 11, I think. So I know we got to still get to a bunch of first-order stuff, you know. So.
1: so so on IMDb right now, all we have listed are 13 episodes, so up to December 29th. But I do believe that at one point, I want to say Tracy Kenobio from Lucasfilm said that it was so there's 18 episodes. I think yeah, something like eighteen or nineteen, right? Yeah. I think the season is it's eighteen episodes. Eighteen. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see how how many it ends up being, uh, and and how it wraps up and everything. But uh, we're like a month away from Rise of Skywalker. Actually, we're less than a month away now. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. We're we're right in there. Uh, uh, 20, yeah. 24 days as of recording. Um, yeah. We're a month away from Christmas less than a month away from Christmas. Uh, I hope everybody's gotten their Christmas shopping done, uh, or, or started at least at least started it. Right. Yeah. yeah I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I have to imagine like, so the current schedule says that there's going to be episodes all the way through December 29th. I'm not right. sure that that's going to be true. Um, and, and I think we'll probably find out in the next little bit. Um, as a matter of fact, I should, I should check one of my email accounts and see if we've got the, the, Um, the schedule for uh for december for disney xd yet um disney channel and disney xd because if we do them we'll know we'll know if if we're getting four episodes or not but um but yeah i i just kind of just just kind of i don't know it was you know
0: it's weird it's it's just kind of something
1: to watch you know what the hardest part is the mandalorian is exactly what we want
0: Right? Dude, I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say we both podcast on the Mandalorian, and and the, it's just there's such a a difference in these two. Yeah, uh it's just you know I I totally know where you're going with that. I was, the first thing I was gonna say was the Mandalorian, but go ahead, go ahead.
1: No, that's it. It's just like the Mandalorian is there, like it exists, and it's basically just more Clone Wars. And and some people might might get annoyed with me for saying that, but but in my opinion, that's what it is. It's. Mm-hmm um it it's it's the same it's the exact same tone it's the exact same pace of storytelling um it's a little bit quieter than clone wars ever was but um i shouldn't say ever generally was but it matches with the kind of storytelling that dave filoni would do over there with that that Mm. product that property so um, that's what we all want. We just want more of that. I mean, like, I would also love more Star Wars Rebels, which is a different kind of flavor. But um, yeah. Resistance is neither of those things. It's its own thing. Um, and it it weirdly sits somewhere between Star Wars Rebels and Lego Star Wars, where it's like it's, it's canon. But... I don't want to I, this is going to sound really harsh, but I don't want it to, because um, I do think like the story is worthwhile telling, but it's irrelevant, even though it's canon. It's not really like mm-hmm. it, it. And I say that because I feel I, I, I'm comfortable saying that because I feel like Lucasfilm is making a decision to purposefully distance these characters from anything that could actually influence the story. And I think mm-hmm. that that's the biggest mistake. I think with with Mandalorian that's easy, and you know we're so far removed from it. Um, and and Jedi Fallen Order, similarly, it's like actually Fallen Order gets really close. It gets really close to influencing the story, um, but but it, it kind of shies away from it a little bit too. Um, okay. But. Yeah. But Resistance, it feels like like there's a specific directive of, like, this can't ever touch the movies. It can happen at the same time as the movies, but it can't affect the movies. And to me, that is such a mistake because otherwise, who cares, <laughs> right? Like, that's what mm-hmm. I've been saying, I think, the last couple of weeks is, like, if, if the Colossus and the Aces and now uh, Vanessa Doza are not if they're not there in rise of Skywalker in that battle, then what was the point of watching this show? Right? Like it all has to be building towards it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Otherwise, if you want to make a funny show about star Wars characters, about the star Wars property, um, the, the team that put together any of the Lego star Wars stuff, they're the ones to go to because Freemaker yeah. Adventures was fantastic. <clears throat> was it canon? No. Does it need to be? No. Right. They're just fun Star Wars stories and they're great for kids and it's they're funny and um, but they also have a good heart and, and there's an actual plot to follow. Um, and I feel like if, if Freemaker Adventures has a stronger overarching plot than Star Wars Resistance, then Star Wars Resistance needs to take a step back and think about what it's supposed to be. Now, it's obviously too late for that if if the if the season doesn't move in a specific direction, uh, soon, um, because obviously all these episodes are in the can, right? Like they're <clears throat> they're recorded. Yeah. They're I mean, like I I think that they actually had their rap party over the weekend, um, for mm-hmm. Star Wars Resistance, and they they actually won a couple of, of Saturn Awards, I think, um, recently. So it's not like the show gets recognition for being. Uh, uh, You know, from a technical standpoint, I think great. Um, It's not necessarily what we want as Star Wars. It's really, we're just spoiled. We're really just spoiled as Star Wars fans. Star Wars storytelling tends to be of such a high caliber Resistance is better than a lot of stuff on TV. It's better than a lot of kids programming. So maybe we should just kind of look at it with that perspective. But at the same time, it's meant to be canon Star Wars storytelling. Poe Dameron shows up a bunch in the first season. We haven't really had any of those moments yet this season. I think that's one of the other problems. Um, And we really need that. We really need, we need someone at some point to show up and do something. And it's my opinion at this point in the story, uh, the last Jedi has happened. It's over, right? It has to be, we've, we've, it, so much time has passed that the last Jedi happens over the course of like a day and a half. Um, yeah, even just the amount of time that they've spent in hyperspace would, would dictate that, that the last Jedi is over. Uh, Resistance reborn may even have 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 begun or started like like uh, or is is soon. Poe is mm-hmm. out in the galaxy and 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 could meet back up with this team at some point this season. I hope he does. Um, uh, me too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really want to see. I really want to see more characters in general, but from the from the sequel era, showing up on this show. But I don't know. It just I'm just kind of waiting for it to. Uh, waiting for the for the the value of the show to materialize and i do think that it'll be there i just i don't know i'm i'm becoming impatient
0: yeah i know it's and i think a lot of people watch this might be in the same boat because i'm kind of the same way it's like you want this this is like you said canon story and you want this thing to have something you know something to to pay off that 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 connects to obviously this universe but there hasn't been i guess enough possibly for me and other viewers Mm -hmm. to connect it to things like the clone wars did or even the rebels did even rebels did so um and 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 what's so weird is the time frame of this right like we're going to get if this schedule is correct we're going to get almost 12 episodes actually we'll get 11 episodes and then the rise of skywalker will come out and then we'll have you know roughly what five more episodes of this so it, is there going to be any story? Like, where does this story go? Like, is it going to go up until The Rise of Skywalker? Obviously, we don't know that, but it's, that's another question like I have. Like, where, how is this story going to end? Like, where is it going to end before The Rise of Skywalker? So we're going to see The Rise of Skywalker, and then we're going to come back to this show for a few episodes. How is that going to play out? You know, how how do they kind of stick to landing on this particular series. And and that's going to be a a tough one. I just, like you said, I hope they bring back some of these characters like Poe. And obviously we saw in the the trailer, we're going to get Kylo so He's going to make an appearance. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. So I guess it's one of those where you just kind of cross your fingers and man, I hope they can, you know, make this thing, this thing just hit those last, you know, five, six episodes. Hopefully it's a great roll into something. So we'll see. Yeah, um, I guess that's it for this week, though.
1: Huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Oh, I guess we'll give the description for next week. Uh, the Vox Vortex 5000 hype takes the aces to race at Vranky's Casino run by Frankie the Blue, uh, which if you don't know, is a hut. He's that the, this character is hot. Um, OK, so I don't know a race that could be exciting. Hopefully. we'll see Uh, but uh, that's next week Uh, thank you guys for listening Uh, you can stay up to to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com you can also follow us on Facebook uh, at uh, Rebels Podcast on Twitter at Rebels Podcast and on Instagram at Rebel Cells you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram I'm at Arkwolf rkwulf and you can follow Matt at The Crankster that's Crankster with a K um, and we're a part of the Thunderquack podcast network, head to thunderquack.com to check out more great podcasts in the network. And if you like what you hear, you can support us in two ways. First by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merchandise. Uh, black Friday weekend. Uh, there will be deals, Ooh, yeah. so go to store.thunderquack.com. Um, it's we run all our stuff through Redbubble, so the deals are up to Redbubble, but I'm sure that they're gonna have good Black Friday stuff. They always do. Um, so if you've had your eye on a certain item in the Thunderquack store, now is the time. Uh, of course, the other way to support us is by going to Patreon.com/thunderquack and kicking in with your monthly pledge of support over there and getting some awesome goodies and extras along with that i uh, that's it for this week's episode uh thank you guys for listening for listening and we'll be back next week with the vox vortex 5000